Hey everybody, welcome back. Val and Jen here. And we've been talking about self-love this month, having compassion for ourselves, practical tips for self-love, and you know, just what it feels like. We've given you breathing tips and all kinds of other cool things that just let you sit in that space of feeling love for yourself, taking care of yourself, nurturing yourself, putting yourself on the list of people to be loved in your life. And today we are going to go a little bit deeper in that, but into the topic of trusting yourself. And we have special guest, Elisa Allen from Wildly Curative. Um, she is a licensed mental health therapist and she pops on our podcast periodically because she has amazing insight. And uh, she's going to talk to us about uh, self-love and trust and her perspective and give us some great new tools today. Okay, so really quick, how do self-love and trust go together? This is a really important question because I think when you are, um, you know, when you think about if somebody comes to you and they have an issue going on in their life, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your friends, whoever, um, if they have something going on and they're struggling, we are typically compassionate and empathetic about where they are. But I find, at least for myself um, and for a lot of other people, we're really hard on ourselves. And when we're struggling with something, we just kind of beat ourselves up instead of having compassion for where we are. So, you know, in this trying to marry together self-love and trusting ourselves, um, you know, the way that we have to go about that is really thinking about our thoughts and the way that we speak to ourselves and the way we treat ourselves um, and just having compassion for where you are right now, knowing that you are where you're supposed to be. Um, you're not supposed to be any further ahead, any further behind, like you are where you're supposed to be and you've got to trust that. Um, and also trust in where we're going because a lot of times we have no idea what where we're going. And so a lot of fear can be wrapped up in that. And so um, just trusting yourself enough to know that that where you're going is is good and it's going to um, be good for you. Um, and then wherever you're going, you're going to pick up tools along the way that you need. And so, you know, you have to stay in the present and trust where you are because if you start living in the future, um, you don't have those tools yet. So that fear walks in and then, you know, the cycle of, you know, disaster starts. So <laughs> um, needless to say, trust and self-love have to be married together. Um, Cause unless you trust yourself, you really can't love yourself. Well, I am my own worst critic. As soon as something starts not going very well, I immediately think I have screwed it up somewhere, somehow, and I need to do it better, do it, you know, do it more, whatever. So, hey, Lisa, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. You know, and I was going to say to what you um, said, Val, I think it's so important that as we're, you guys, what you're promoting here is an intentional lifestyle where we're making choices, not just by accident, you know, on purpose, we're deciding to do things. Um, to create a way of living and being. And so that is what where self-trust and compassion go together as well. It's this faith building exercise that all the things that we have done prepared us for this moment where we're at and will continue to prepare us for the future as well. And I think that's fantastic. I think you're exactly right that they do have to go together because if not, we are always saying I'm broken. I've done something wrong. I must've messed up. And then trying to restart and we don't actually ever get anywhere that way. We keep going back over and over into the same places and repeating the same patterns and that's just not productive we don't we don't make any movement or new growth there so I totally agree with you and I'm glad that we can talk about that today it kind of brings up a topic I think that you guys have been like tapping on and that's intuition and under you know intuition I think is a word that's way over 
um, spiritualized and made to be something it's not. We all have intuition. You know, it's that gut feeling that just tells you something. You don't have to overthink it or underthink it. But if we haven't built a process of understanding and watching that happen and having that faith in ourselves, it's really hard to trust and to just think that because I've made this, it's the right thing. Um, and so um, I think that's something that we can work on all together is building a little bit more of that intuition so that we can move forward and make better choices um, more intentionally and build that faith in ourselves that we can handle and solve our own problems. You know, when I run into a lot of people, um, they get so, so stuck in their analytical part of their head. They're not even re recognizing when their intuition is talking to them. Like your body has all these signals, signals that send back to your brain, but the brain's too busy chattering to listen. Mm -hmm. Well, and isn't so, it funny too? Like we can, we, we know for a fact we heard something when it's negative. Oh, yeah. but if it's positive, it's like, oh, did I really hear that? Like, is that, you know what I mean? It's just amazing how we pick up those negative signals so much. Well, the intuition is subtle where the brain is very loud. Yes, yes. Absolutely. And I think it's important, you know, that we always, we always, again, integrate that our mind, body, and spirit are connected and they all hold different places and different roles. And intuition is more of a spiritual thing than it is a body thing. Like, you know, when you're hungry, that you're hungry, you don't doubt if you're hungry, you know, if your brain is telling you to run from a tiger that you need to run. But what we have to realize is that both of those systems are not built for our happiness. They're built for our survival. And our intuition is the place in which we grow. It's the, our spiritual self is the way in which we become something more. The other two entities keep us alive and that's great. And we're grateful for those. We never want to discount those, but they're not going to bring you to a whole new place and make you a whole new being um, capable of growth. And you know, a dog doesn't change, right? A dog is a dog. We don't see our dogs like going to school and getting PhDs and, you know, becoming self-actualized. That's never going to happen. It's, there's a difference in being, and we have that as humans, but learning to tap into it is definitely something that takes a little bit of work for sure. Okay. So Alisa, help me with this. All right. I'm in the process of writing a book and this is something that's been on my heart for a long time and I am, I'm going to do it. I'm doing it, but it has been a struggle. I mean, I have to tell you, it's been, I feel like I'm like fighting the book more than writing it. And so part of my problem is that when I get overwhelmed, I have a tendency to think and think and think and think, but not act. Mm -hmm. And which drives me crazy because as an eight on the Enneagram, I need to move forward. Like I need to be bold and take action. And so when I don't, it makes me feel like crap. But yeah. then the other side of it is you know, I start writing and I mean, at this point, literally I've got like 20 books. They're all the same theme, <laughs> but you know, I start writing, I get 30 pages in 40 pages in and I go, this sucks. I don't like this. And I start back over. Um, so at this point, I just have got to get past that stuck place of, you know, trying and trying and trying, but hitting my head against the wall. And then like you were saying earlier, replaying the situation and ending up right back where I was. Cause I mean, I really want to get this done like fairly soon. And I don't really think it's that hard to do. I'm just somehow making it harder than it needs to be. Sure. Sure. So what I would love to do if your game is do a little meditation to kind of help center ourselves and let's clear all of that out. And then maybe we'll see what the next step is. Okay. Okay. I have a question. So, <clears throat> um, I know you do this all the time with, without essential oils, but with this topic of trusting self and intuition, 
what oil is the first one that comes to your mind, Elisa, when you talk, when you think about building intuition and, or if you're going to do a meditation to like shut that analytical brain down so that you can, you know, get, get the thoughts out more clearly. Yeah. It's so funny. Actually, I don't usually do it without essential oils. I usually have about 150 on my desk that I've used for all. So, uh, but for today, I would definitely say geranium and vetiver. I would say geranium over the heart, vetiver on the bottoms of the feet, specifically for Val. And because she is a body type, I think that that would help center okay, her. Should I go get them really quick? Yeah, well, let's do it. And I'll do it as well. All right. I'll hurry. Let me come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so we got our oils on now, geranium and vetiver. And I want you to just kind of everybody, if anybody else wants to join in, obviously let's make sure you're not driving or doing anything reckless like that, where we can have a few minutes to be still and quiet and we want to be able to focus here. So I want you, Val, to sit up really big and tall. Okay. So that allow your spine to lengthen. I want you to close your eyes. We close our eyes because most of the, you know, we get a lot of sensory input through our eyes. And so when those are closed, we can just visualize what's going on in ourselves and be more aware a lot easier. So just helps. I want you to feel the base of your spine growing into the ground, almost like roots are growing into the ground. And imagine there's a string that comes all the way up from your spine to the top of your head, pulling your head up toward the ceiling. Very good. Breathe deeply in and exhale. I want you to focus your energy now on the very base of your spine, the place where you're touching the floor, your tailbone, your sits bones. And I want you to imagine the color red, a red flower. It can be any kind of flower. And I want you to see, is it rotating clockwise or counterclockwise? Clockwise. Beautiful. Moving on up, directly above that, maybe six inches or so, there is another flower. It's orange. Bring your energy to that right underneath your belly button. Is it rotating clockwise or counterclockwise? Am I supposed to answer this? Yes. Clockwise. Very good. And if you're doing this at home, just answer to yourself or out loud, either way. Checking again, we're going to move up to right the place where if we're doing sit-ups, the place where we would crunch in, the very center here of ourselves, you're going to see a yellow flower. Is it rotating clockwise or counterclockwise? Clockwise. Beautiful. Moving into the space between on your sternum, you'll see a green flower. Maybe your heart space is what we call that. Clockwise or counterclockwise? Clockwise. Very good. And for following along at home, we just want to make sure that all of these are rotating in the same direction. If we find one that's not, we're just going to sh shift it and make it go the opposite way. Moving to your throat, you'll see a blue flower. Clockwise or counterclockwise? Moving to the space above and between your eyes, the third eye. Clockwise or counterclockwise? Counterclockwise. Very good. So we're going to tell, slow this flower down. You do that with your breath. It's going the other way now. It's clockwise. Beautiful. Coming up 
to right on the crown of your head, the place where a crown would sit, you're going to see a bright purple flower. Which way is it? Clockwise. Beautiful. And about six inches above your head, you'll see a white flower. Imagine or visualize that. What way is it spinning? Clockwise. Very good. Now we're just going to take that string and we're going to watch as it connects all the way down three. So white, purple, indigo, blue, green, yellow, orange, red, into the ground. And just take a deep breath. This is a place of centeredness. We're most in tune with ourselves. And we never demand answers from this place. We just open ourselves up to trust, much like if we were doing a word association or, you know, just a free speech exercise. We're just going to be open to free flowing. So, Val, I just want you to tell me three words that come to your mind right now. Happiness. Mm-hmm. Content. Mm-hmm. Joy. Beautiful. Now I want you to, to describe three objects. A box. A tree. And a rainbow. Very good. Deep breath in. When you're ready, open your eyes. So for you at home, these will provide answers, and this is very abstract, but these provide answers and, and clues to tell us what the next step might be. So Val, with those words that you said and those kind of themes that, and feelings that you were feeling, how can those things relate directly to your book? Do you see any direct correlation there? A next step to take, maybe. Well, so I always, always, always tend to rush to the end um, result. And like idea being when I get it done, that's how I'm going to feel. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely. Um, and we believe, you know, the, this process, of course, is more about the process than it is the outcome. We never demand an outcome. But in the process, I will tell you, you know, boxes typically rep represent female relationships. Trees represent life and rainbows are about the whole aspect of ourselves, right? And so all of those things do bring happiness and joy. Are any of those things something that you could, you know, incorporate into your book to maybe bring all those chapters together or to add in another topic, anything like that? Does that feel right to you on any level? Okay. So <clears throat> female relationships, mm -hmm. life and overall aspect. Mm -hmm. hmm. Wellness, fullness, the whole self. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, well, I mean, the whole book is essentially in finding wholeness, wellness, um, and in a lot of ways, like being a rooted tree to get there and how you become a rooted tree. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't used those words, but it's all, but I can see how it all ties together. Interesting. Interesting. So what do you feel like with that being the tie-in, what brings everything back together, what's the next logical step for you? What do you need to do next? What's the next movement? Take the pressure off of it. Okay then. So that's what we need to do because I mean that makes a lot of sense. 
that makes a lot of sense. If we're talking about wellness and fullness and a whole aspect of being, then we have to focus on other things other than just producing a book, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so that's where I want to, I want everyone to encourage everyone at home to do the same thing. We have to be able to say like, it doesn't, even if it's not necessarily what we want. And I, you know, Val kind of talked about that at the beginning. She, what she wants to do is to get the book done. Sometimes our demanding mind says we want things because of needs that haven't been met or desires that we have or things that aren't real for us. So discarding those and making a choice based on your intuition always, always works better. Um, we do usually get the result we want that way eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, the process looks different. And this is always about process over outcome. Okay. So the deadline I set for myself, do I need to let that go? I would say so. Yeah. I would okay. say so. Your book is not about deadlines, right? It's about something way bigger than that. Happiness and joy. And you didn't hear a number or I see a calendar, right? Right. A lot of things you didn't experience. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't focus on those. Okay. Isn't it funny how we shoot ourselves in the foot? trying to base what we do on what everyone else says of how it should work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like everybody out there is saying right now about writing like there's a lot of people giving oh, yeah. and writing books they all say set a deadline stay up all night work hard you know but that's not gonna work for everybody in every situation and so listening to yourself has to be what comes first we have to remember that all of those people have found a process that works for them in a certain arena, right? So if you're writing articles for the New York Times and you have to have 10 articles in a week, that's your job, certainly. But Val, that is not your job. That is not what you're doing. That is not what you're trying to produce here. And so there has to be the energy and the emotion and the thought that goes into it has to align with who you really are. Mm -hmm. And a deadline and trying to meet something just because that's what a rule says, it, that's not who you are. You're not necessarily a rule follower in that way. Uh -huh. <laughs> so we don't want to pour that into this book at all. Right. Interesting. Okay. That's very, very interesting. Okay. Well, I'll happily drop the deadline. <laughs> I'm hoping, I would love if anyone's listening, you know, and you guys have found some, the next right step for you, that you like shoot that over to us, either on Instagram or through valenjen.com, or you can contact me at Wildly Curative, um, because I would love to hear what people's choices are and what their, what their intuitions tell them. I always find it to be incredibly intriguing. That is just fuel. When people share with us what is working for them, that is just fuel for us to create more, share more, do more. Um, cause this is, this is the topic that we, we absolutely love talking about and not just because we love it. Like we know it's really helpful. We know it's changed a lot of people's lives to look into this stuff because, you know, like you said, some of this is abstract stuff and nobody has a handbook on how to be happy. Exactly. Right. It's a lot of, of figuring out what you need and nobody else can tell you that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we love hearing feedback and Speaking of feedback, if you want to follow more of the uh, content that we share, the ideas that we share, or just have a way to get in contact with us, um, Elisa is on Instagram as wildly.curative, and she has a website, wildlycurative.com. Uh, Val and I have a website, valandjen.com, where we have the podcast and some other resources. And on social media, Val is the essential joyologist. And my Instagram is rootedinlove.co. And Elisa and I have a new project we're working on to open up a space for people to come and learn and heal and grow together. 
and at her practice in Baxter, Tennessee. So if you're anywhere in the Middle Tennessee area within driving distance on March 19th, we'll be having these classes weekly um, at 6 p.m. We are doing a class called Wild Minds and we are gonna be using essential oils doing similar to things to what we did today. And um, you'll be getting you know, answers and unlocking things for yourself and progressing through a series of uh, emotional and like psychological wholeness and wellness. So like it has a beginning point and it has an ending point. And um, we'll probably be posting more about that pretty soon on our, on our social media. So you can follow us to learn more about that. And ultimately all three of us are, are so bought in, sold out to this idea of wholeness and the tools that we use and essential oils are the primary tool that we go to because it does just help the body and mind and everything flow together so much better. Makes the process a little less messy, a little less um, difficult. And we would love for you to join our team. We have conversations between the three of us and other people on our team all the time. We learn and grow together. We lead other people to these kinds of tools together. And so you can get started by just reaching out to any one of us and we can give you the next step for either how to get your oils or how to join our team and become part of our community. And until then, I hope you get a chance to do the meditation and enjoy the process of loving and trusting yourself.